0: hello and welcome to the becoming mindful podcast in this episode we want to talk about why one should do mindfulness or get into mindfulness or why one might not want to get into mindfulness or at least proceed with caution
1: i'm maria and i am jackie and we are becoming mindful
0: right let's start out with why we why someone would want to get into mindfulness why would mindfulness be the right thing for someone to uh, explore
1: right there's a lot of talk about mindfulness recently in the last several years so I think a lot of the benefits are really well known I mean mindfulness exercises we know can lead to things like stress relief. And I think really like when life gets too noisy and overwhelming, mindfulness is a tool that we can have in our pocket to um, manage that. Um, And if it's something that you're practicing regularly, you know, it could just kind of keep you on track and keep keep you more grounded to hopefully have less of those overwhelming times.
0: Right. And kind of find back to the simplicity, to the things that matter in your life and kind of focus on the things that are more important than uh, some of the superficial other things that you keep your life busy with, right? Right. Because in the end, that's not something that will stay or will make you happy or will really help you.
1: Yeah, and I feel like that's one of the big reasons that a lot of people turn to mindfulness practices is for that like regulation. I think it's a common like antidote to to kind of some of the stresses of daily life. And a lot of a lot of the times when I meet people who do mindfulness practices, that was at least their original uh, motivation to get into it.
0: Yeah, exactly, and. Um from different reasons, of course, too. Um, We can see this in all kinds of different uh, areas in our life. Mm -hmm. You know, just having a very stressful um, work or, um, you know, especially parenting see as a big area of where mindfulness is is very helpful also from an emotional regulation perspective Mm -hmm. um, not only for the parent but also for the the child Mm -hmm. and yeah I mean there's obviously a plethora of studies out there that show the positive impact of mindfulness practices on your body and mind
1: right and it's it's kind of cool to see, you know, that a lot of that those studies have gotten more, like, more exposure recently. And there's been, like, articles written about these studies in large publications. Um, they're mentioned on the news or they're mentioned by, you know, celebrities and things like that. So they're, like, getting a voice out there. Even some of that academic research could be a real great motivator to get people to... Um, even give it a try since you know even by our western standards that these that mindfulness practices have legs and that there's there's a real benefits to it and we've got actual numbers to prove it
0: right because a lot of these wisdoms were obviously traditionally known as well as we've explored in previous ep- episodes mm-hmm. so there is a lot of things out there that we already know or as a society have kind of lost as a Western society, at least that are already out there. Um, but, um, you know, are now backed up by science, which, um, you know, seems to help, um, break into this Western mindset of certain things, you know, are not real if, if they're, you know, not, scientifically proven.
1: Right, right. One of the things that mindfulness can be really great for is really getting to know yourself better. And if you look at like, the, how the culture has changed in the last several years, we've had so much progress happening. There was the Me Too movement that really illuminated a lot of things. There was Black Lives Matter. There's a lot of additional conversation happening around gender identity and I think there's there's a lot of people out there who are trying to figure out what to do with that information and how to adjust and mindfulness practices are a great way to make those kinds of shifts in your perception because as you're illuminated to like to new information new perspectives um, maybe things you hadn't considered before Um, because our culture is very biased and one-pointed, and as, as that perception grows, you know, mindfulness practices can help you to uncover some of that bias that maybe you had that you didn't know that you had, now that you've been kind of illuminated to a greater empathy, and I think mindfulness practices are a way to kind of integrate all of the progress and the change that's happening to our culture, um, and something that you know we all kind of have to take on ourselves as we as we try to move forward in a better way than we have for so many centuries. I don't know <laughs> forever. Right.
0: Yeah, and uh, you you, know, you pointed also towards the you know getting to know yourself better, and I think that's that's one of the main things as well with these mindfulness practices is you know taking a look at um you're getting to know your own inner world and getting to know your body um actually experiencing and knowing more um feeling more about your body and your your inner self um as well as you know The connection with other people um being mindful about um the interactions and you know the kind of what's behind the words and behind the mannerisms and behind social norms kind of this breaking that apart a little bit and looking at um who you really are um yeah, I think it does help. Definitely help with that as well, and and lets you um, kind of explore who everyone is, who, who you know, the person behind some of these labels, right?
1: Mm-hmm. That's kind of like the the magic of these practices, isn't it? That you know, you're you're quieting all the noise and actually starting to listen to yourself and you know creating space between your your reactions to things so you actually have time to think about why you're reacting in certain ways and why you have certain behaviors so much of of how we act is is a habit and it's it's something that's automatic and mindfulness practices slow that down and allow you time to think about why you're acting in that way so you really start to like shed a light on all the different areas of who you are and what motivates you and why you act certain ways and it's really crazy because you know you've been you your whole life and then you start really paying attention to this stuff and start to like reverse engineer your behaviors, I guess. And all of a sudden, like you, you can learn a lot about yourself and then, you know, any changes or, or progress, anything that you, you want to improve on or um, change starts to become actually possible because you've actually taken a moment to understand yourself and you can have empathy for, for your past self and, and choose a different path.
0: Right. Yeah. To be able to look at, especially that uh, creating that space between the reaction and, um, you know, what comes up. So it it gives you the opportunity to really um, understand why certain things come up or not, right? And how how it all goes together and how you can um, react differently. Um, you know, oftentimes we don't really give ourselves the time to react um, or not react, you know, um, to be able mm-hmm. to observe more, especially with um, emotions. Um, and that's that's one of the things, too, that is often um discussed uh, in the realm of parenting um you know for for children the emotional and for adults the emotional um maturity that you can gain with mindfulness practices and that you can then um also instill for your child um but you know as we are not as a society, Western society are not really used to that kind of thinking, um, you know, it becomes kind of a, a reparenting parenting and um, learning process for a parent, of course, um, as well, you know, and, and you can dive deeper into some of your um, reactions and without, acting on them right some of your emotions and where they come from and um and evaluate that in a little bit better way i think and be more calm and obviously the modeling effect for your child is very important as well Mm -hmm. but obviously if we wanted to i don't know if you had anything more on on the why is mindfulness for us topic
1: I just think overall, you know, mindfulness is for anyone who wants to learn more about themselves and isn't and has the, the courage to do so because it's it's really enlightening and it's wonderful and it's a really positive thing overall. But it can be really difficult and you're going to have to face some some very uncomfortable Parts of yourself and and start to get okay with with looking at things that maybe you you didn't want to look at before and um, that can be really difficult. It can be hard and I think a lot of times when we talk about mindfulness, it just seems like this like blissful, peaceful thing, but the actual work of it, if you if you really get into it, can be really really trying and, and really hard and I think that's why we also wanted to talk about in this episode who shouldn't maybe or who should maybe take more caution when um practicing mindfulness and getting into these practices
0: right yeah as you mentioned i mean you said it takes a lot of courage because it's really hard and there's you know things that can come up um that are very scary emotions to deal with as well as you know certain um triggers that come up. So I, I think, you know, maybe saying it takes courage is maybe actually not enough, because you also really need to have the capacity for that, uh, and the capability for that. So, mm-hmm. you know, you have to do this from a, a place where you can um, look at these, um, you have Either the emotional strength already, um, or you have um, a support system, and there is situations or um, that are really um, where you really have to be careful um, because you know, as we said, it, you know, brings up certain emotions and so on. So there is definitely situations where it would be quite unsafe to, um, take these, uh, mindfulness practices and, um, you know, in a vacuum, it's, you know, you, you would probably do more harm, um, than any good, you know, um, so thinking of, um, anyone with any, um, you know, past trauma or, um, Psychological disorders that are, you know, or brain injuries or anything that affects your um, way of how you can handle these emotions that come up when you do mindfulness practices, right?
1: I anything anything like that. It it and it's it's not to say that you know you you can't do mindfulness practices, but. It's really important to work with a professional, a therapist, someone who can help you through um, in an intentional way of of doing these practices. Because it'll just have to be at at a different pace. It will have to be having some support there with you when you start to work through these issues is um You know, if you if you have something like trauma or PTSD, it's not something that you can just sit down and and cure with meditation. Right. You really need um, additional support there. So it's really important that if you have anything like this or if you have any any barriers or things that have happened in your past that were really traumatic, reaching out to to a therapist or a psychiatrist or someone who has experience and, and can help you through and, and navigate the practices in a safe way
0: right yeah and it's it's definitely also important that you know one keeps that in mind that sometimes mindfulness is not enough um, it can be a good supplement maybe to some other um, help that you're getting but it's it can not be the cure all um mm-hmm. you know we we do mindfulness practices and now we're happy because that's that's not how, even even with, even with you know someone that may not have experienced significant trauma um even then it's not you know oftentimes you know you see these uh, the way it's displayed in media um is often a very false and glorified um, mm-hmm. image, um, you know, thinking of phrases like, you know, have you tried meditation?
1: <laughs> right. I, I think it's easy to look at these practices on the surface and kind of roll your eyes at them and say, oh, all you have to do is, you know, slow down your breathing and, and you're going to, you know, be happy and peaceful. And it's so much more than that and um i i I'll, I'll be the first to admit it too because before i started practicing you know you'd look at like these monks or something and they just look they're just sitting around being peaceful and that's all it is but it's it's yeah. so much more than that
0: yeah. and it's it's definitely a lot of hard work too and which is why you know seeing that someone that does not have the capacity to do that you know, it's not going to give you the results. And as, uh, also, even, even if you have the capacity, it's not something, you know, you sit around meditate meditating a while and now you're happy because, and, and it's, it's important to know that because oftentimes um, with the toxic positivity and this blissfulness, how it's often portrayed, it also kind of, um, is really a, a you know puts the burden on the person to succeed. Saying okay, you know if you're not if you're not happy after you meditate, you obviously you're doing something wrong, right? And and that's not not how this works because
1: mm-hmm.
0: realistically the goal of mindfulness isn't to be happy. It is to get yourself in a state of where happiness is most possible. Let's say it this way, right?
1: Yeah, I like that. I like that.
0: Uh, it, yeah. It, to 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 develop the framework of a um a calmer and more content environment and um, relationship to your body um, to be able to heal certain things and so on. So it's 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 kind of a, a supporting thing versus a um you know a cure or something that you know will bring you these things um just because you do them. And it's it's very dangerous to assume that and it's also very dangerous how it's portrayed that way because it can also have a big impact on you know, self-worth, um, because Mm -hmm. if you define yourself or your worth based on the outcome, for example, of these, these things, um, and, um, and, and then, you know, that's, that's not at all how what the aim is of mindfulness at all? There's no winning at mindfulness, right? I mean, that's right. not how this works. Um,
1: right. That that also I when I was thinking about it. I was thinking about like um, Silicon Valley and and they got really into mindfulness for a while, and I, I see you have to be really careful there too because, like you just said, like there's no there's no like goal like there's no you know you're not trying to like force something um when you're doing mindfulness and sometimes when like these these corporations are pushing it and this is just an example that you know they're they're trying to find an ROI and make more money by by p- providing mindfulness exercises for people and at that point you know you're again like polluting the integrity of it and whether you're trying to like achieve ultimate happiness or you're trying to make more money out of your employees, like you really have to just let go when you're practicing mindfulness and, you know, kind of put all your goals aside and just quiet everything and see what comes up. Because ultimately we're just trying to be more present, right? We're just trying to be in the moment. And I'm not saying you shouldn't have goals, but, um, you know, meditation and mindfulness is about, letting go of all that so that you can find some personal inner clarity. And you kind of have to to make space for that and, and just see what bubbles up. And, you know, you don't know what's going to bubble up. It might be some difficult stuff that you need to work through. Um, but once you work through all that and you continue to listen to the things that bubble up and you continue to address them and you continue to allow them to kind of work through you for these emotions to actually be felt and these these thoughts to actually be heard and and you kind of you know let them ride through you then everything starts to quiet down your those distractions start to go away and you start to find some some peace and some clarity but mm-hmm. the journey there isn't isn't you know as smooth as You know it looks when you look at some enlightened monks or something like that
0: yeah and 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 as mentioned that sometimes that's not a path you can go because you are physically mentally not capable doing this at this moment at least or maybe never i mean there is certain um conditions that will you know, you will always not be able to do this by yourself or on your own. You know, if you think of things like I don't know schizophrenia or something. I mean, I'm sure that um, there's completely different uh, conditions that <clears throat> or um, parameters to to look at. There, you can't just say you yeah, meditate, you know, or do these kind of exercises. Mm-hmm. And um, there's no. One shoe fits all, right?
1: And that's why, you know, when you have a a really experienced teacher or someone, one of the overall themes that you're always going to hear over and over in, you know, in guided meditations, in mindfulness practices, is that you need self-compassion and non-judgment. Like, you got to approach it from meeting yourself where you're at, because like you said, there's going to be some things that you run into that you can't just meditate away you that that you know need additional support or or need um some other kind of attention you know but so just be be really kind to yourself as you're working through it
0: yeah and especially the um non-judgmental part um and self-compassion those are you know very important things and there is Um, there is obstacles that might make them you know really hard for some people more than others
1: right oh good point don't compare your path to others either because it's not going to look like someone else's
0: yeah so I I think um, that covers it pretty well unless you can think of anything else that might be a a reason why we wouldn't want to do mindfulness
1: I think that about covers it if if you have any other questions or or want to reach out to someone um don't be afraid to do so um it's not something that you have to be expected to do on your own by yourself so reach out there's a big community out there there's lots of people to help
0: all right So we thought that uh, at the end of this episode, just like we did last episode, um, and we both really enjoyed doing that, we wanted to add a a little mindfulness exercise for you. And we thought today of doing a loving kindness exercise.
1: Jackie, are you uh, willing and ready to... uh lead us a little bit through absolutely this is a wonderful meditation that I like to do myself and with my students on a regular basis and you'll see why it's really beautiful Um, but it's just a short practice Um, if you want any more information on loving kindness practices I really highly recommend Sharon Salzberg she's everything loving kindness. She's got books on it. She does these meditations. are really wonderful. So check her out if you want more information, but, um, we'll do this, this short exercise. It's about five, 10 minutes. So, um, just find a comfortable spot wherever you are and take a seat. And, you know, if you're, if you're seated, you can cross your legs or if you're in a chair, you can put your feet flat on the ground and just get comfortable wherever you are. You can, Place your hands on the tops of your legs. And if it feels good for you and it feels safe, you can close your eyes. Just take a couple moments here to allow yourself to arrive here. And let go of any distractions that you might have, any to-do lists, anything that you were thinking before, and just allow yourself to be here now. Take a couple of deep breaths into your belly to begin. So just take a full deep inhale all the way into your belly. Expand around the belly. And then let it all go as you exhale. And take two more breaths like this. And when you come to the end of that last breath, you can just let that breath go and come to a natural breath. Just let your inhale and exhale flow naturally. Now I invite you to bring to mind some phrases that reflect the generosity of your soul and send yourself some blessings. So something like, may I be happy, or may I be safe, or may I be filled with loving kindness, may I live with ease. So you can choose one of these or come up with your own, but pick one and bring it to the forefront of your mind. Take a moment and feel what resonates with you today. And once you've chosen a phrase, send those blessings to yourself. Repeat it in your mind or out loud. Sending it to yourself. If you get distracted, just bring your mind back to that phrase that you had chosen and begin again. I invite you to think about someone that makes you smile. Someone who's close to you, who you know And then bring forward an awareness of them in front of you. So imagine they're right here with you, sitting right next to you. And now send those same blessings to that person. May you be happy or you be filled with kindness, whatever that phrase was that you chose. The mind wanders. Just bring it back to that person and begin again. I invite you to bring to mind someone specific, but someone you don't know. So maybe it's someone who makes your coffee every day or someone you see on a daily walk or someone in your office, someone specific, but maybe you don't even know their name. And imagine them with you right now and send them the same blessings. Continue to try to feel their presence in front of you as you extend blessings to them. Next, I'll invite you to think about a community that you're close with. Maybe it's your colleagues. Or maybe it's your neighbors, or any community that you're close with, I'll let you define that. and Imagine that community, that people that make it up, what it feels like to be a part of that community. Imagine you're there with them right now. and extend those same blessings to that whole community. Finally, expand your awareness to the whole world, all the living things in our world. And once again, extend those blessings to everyone. Feel the reach of your loving kindness extending through the whole world. And as we close, you can release that effort. Take a deep breath to close. Big inhale through the nose. Full exhale out of the mouth. If your eyes were closed, you can gently open them now. <clears throat> Thank you for um, doing that practice with me. I hope that you are safe, and happy, and live with ease, and filled with loving-kindness. That's wonderful. Thank you, Jackie. Thank you, everyone who's listening. Maria and I are working on um, a series of, of podcasts coming up this summer, Um, where we're going to be exploring the different paths of mindfulness. So the different ways that that people find mindfulness and and explore the practice. So we hope you'll join us for that. And um, we hope that until then, you're enjoying these episodes. And um, if you are, you know, check us out on social media. Give us a like. And if you have any questions or comments, just reach out and we'd love to start a conversation.
0: Yes. Thank you everyone for listening. And uh, we'd love to hear from you and uh, come back next time. Until then, be well.